0: Randolph Community College is your community college, offering practical and affordable opportunities for job security and fulfilling careers. We provide short-term training, certificates, and associates degrees, empowering you to excel in your chosen field. With flexible options, we meet you where you are in your journey, helping you achieve your aspirations. Begin your journey at randolph.edu. Your career, your community, your college. Crash Radio is created by Rhino Leap Productions, a company producing theater, music, dance, and documentaries in North Carolina. Every episode of Crash Radio features local musicians, writers, and storytellers presented as a live event in Ashboro, North Carolina. The content is then edited for broadcast on WKXR 94.9 FM.
1: The Table offers locally sourced food in a warm, welcoming environment. For my daughter, Dusty, The Table, is a symbol of acceptance, of sharing, and of fellowship. That's why she and her team are committed to bringing that symbol to our community in order to strengthen friendships and neighboring businesses alike and to offer the highest quality food we can find. Come join us for a meal at downtown Ashboro or if you'd like an event catered, you can find information on the website at thetablefarmbakery.com. And at The Table, there's always room for one more.
0: Our first guest is High Cotton, composed of Sean Patch and Lisa Dames, who are collectively High Cotton, playing classic country music from the 50s, 60s, and 70s, or as they like to say, country music that doesn't suck.
1: A, <laughs> A long time forgotten, our dreams that just fell by the way. A good life he promised ain't what she's living today. But she never complains of the bad times and the bad things he's done, for. She just talks about the good times they've had and all the good times to come. She's a good-hearted woman. She loves him in spite of his ways That she don't understand Through teardrops and laughter the will pass through this world hand in hand She's a good hearted woman Loving a good timing man He liked the nightlife The bright lights and good timing friends and the party's all over, she'll welcome him back home again. I well, no, she don't understand him, but she does the best that she can. She's a good-hearted woman, loving a good and man. All right, come on. She's a good-hearted A good-hearted woman loving a good-timey man. A good-hearted woman in love with a good-timey man. She loves him in spite of his ways that she don't understand. Through teardrops and laughter, they'll pass through this world hand in hand. She's a good-hearted woman loving a good-timey man.
0: A good woman, loving a good man. Up next is Paul Quadros. Paul is from Siler City and is the coach of the Jordan Matthews men's soccer team. He is also the writer of A Home on the Field, a book about how one championship soccer team made up of Latino high school students inspired hope for the revival of small-town America.
2: I'm gonna tell you the story tonight of Los Jets, and that's how we're known. That's what our team is known as today, Los Jets. We weren't always known as Los Jets. Before that, we were just the Jets. And then before that, we were the Phantoms. Let's go back to the 60s and 70s at Jordan Matthews High School. A white, segregated school, like many high schools in the South, slow to integrate black students within the school. And JM at that time had a mascot (coughs) called the Phantoms. And the Phantoms were exactly what you may be thinking. If you look at some of the old yearbooks at the media center, at the library at JM, you're gonna see this giant painted ghost on the front of Jordan Matthews High School. This was a message to the black community that they were not welcomed at JM. But over time, things changed and Jordan Matthews was integrated but the black students that came into Jordan Matthews could not accept and would not accept uh, playing under that mascot or at that school as long as the Phantoms were there and so the Phantoms had to go the Phantoms became the Jets now I don't know why that happened Uh, they don't make Jets in Siler City there's no Air Force in Siler City I I don't think they're they even I don't think a jet even flies over Siler City. But Jets, it is. Flash forward to 2000, Siler City, and it's a different town. Over the past 10 years, the poultry processing industry had been recruiting, and in some cases, transporting workers from south of the border into the interior of North Carolina to work in their poultry processing plants. I had been a young reporter in Washington, D.C., and I had learned about this silent migration that was happening, not only in the south, but in the Midwest because of the food processing industry. And that was a story I really wanted to write about. That's a story I really was into. When I moved to Siler City, uh, I met a group of young boys uh, who wanted to play soccer. Uh, Soccer at that time in Siler City was seen as a nuisance, or these kids were seen as troublemakers. And so... They came to me and they said, hey, can you do something about this? Can we play somewhere? And so I formed a team with Chatham Soccer League of middle school boys. And uh, we started traveling around the triangle. And we were like this very, very different team. Because if you know anything about club soccer, here in North Carolina, it's very, very suburban and very white. Other teams would sort of look at us and parents would look at us and go, oh, that's so nice. You know, soccer's so international. And... (laughs) But then when we started crushing these other teams, (laughs) the parents weren't so nice anymore. (laughs) Then it was, hey, can you go back to Mexico? The success of that club team, the boys uh, came to me again. They said, you know what? Uh, We don't have a varsity soccer program at Jordan Matthews High School. (laughs) Can you do something about this? And I'm a reporter. I'm a writer. I don't get involved in things. That's not what we do. We write about things. But um, I thought about my own uh, life and career in high school, and I had played high school ball. And so I said, okay, yeah. I'll, I'll take on this cause, I'll, I'll, I'll lift this banner up. And so for over three years, I worked pretty hard to try and establish a soccer program at Jordan Matthews High School, and it was met with resistance time and time again. We had a great band of kids try out for uh, the team, and among these kids was one kid named Sergio, and all the boys called him lechero, which in Spanish means milkman, and uh, Uh, He had four brothers. There was Sergio, he was the oldest. There was Miguel, who had a cleft palate. There was Santos, who didn't say much, but he would do everything I told him to do, which was really great for a coach. (laughs) And then um, uh, there was Cucho, or Jose, who could uh, score a goal from 40 yards out. He was an amazing player. And then the youngest was Jaime. All the boys made the team except for... Hyman. He had this skimpy, uh leg that would not extend. And so he would try out every year and every year. I just couldn't put him on the team because it would just seemed too dangerous to be able to put a player like that. I mean, he could play in his own style, but he couldn't play at the level that I needed to for that team. And so every year he would still come out and try out and do his best. But uh, every year the answer would still be the same for Jaime. And uh, finally, when he got to his junior year and he tried out and he didn't make the team again, I finally just had enough. And I said, you know, I got to do something for this kid. So over the years, I had developed these relationships with various doctors and orthopedic surgeons, thinking that one day I would have to call upon them and ask them to do a favor for me for some of these kids, because my kids uh, didn't have access to health insurance And so I made uh, good friends with a doctor at UNC named uh, Alex Creighton, who's an orthopedic surgeon. And I called up Dr. Creighton and I said, hey, I got this kid and he's unable to like straighten his leg. Can you take a look at him? And Dr. Creighton said, yeah, come on in, bring him in. I'll take a look at him. And so I took Jaime to UNC and Creighton looked at him and he couldn't straighten his leg. He manipulated it various ways. And he said, let's get an x-ray. And then Dr. Creighton called me in And he said, Paul, can you come back here and take a look at this? And so I went back into this sort of private area where the doctors were, where they were able to look at film. He showed me Jaime's x-ray of his knee, and he pointed at this white spot behind his patella, and Dr. Creighton said, it looks like a tumor, and so we're going to have to get an MRI done. And so two weeks later with Jaime's parents, Jaime got this MRI, and the diagnosis was confirmed. He did have a tumor on his knee. He was going to have to have surgery, and he was going to have to have some treatment. The doctor told me that typically these tumors are benign, but as kids age, uh, they can become malignant, so this had to be taken care of. Jaime went through the surgery, he went through the treatment, and he was able to straighten his leg a little bit more, but he still had kind of a gimpy kind of uh, limp to him. And uh, when he tried out his senior year, I finally said to myself, you know, forget about this. I'm going to give that kid a uniform. He deserves it. And I did. And Jaime just was overjoyed to be able to don the colors of the Jets in his school and represent his school and, uh, and join the team. Today, Jaime uh, still walks with a limp uh, and he has his own landscaping business. Um, and uh, this season, his son actually is on the team. It's pretty amazing. And that's the story of Los Jets.
0: And once again, High Cotton.
1: I go out I walking. After midnight, out in the moonlight, just like we used to do, I'm always walking. After midnight, searching for you. I walk for miles along the highway. Well, that's just my way of saying I love you. I'm always walking. After midnight, searching for you, I stop to see a weeping willow crying on his pillow. Maybe he's crying for me. And as the sky's so gloomy, no one's whisper to me, I'm lonesome as I can be. I go, I walk in. After midnight, out in the moonlight, just hoping you may be somewhere a walkin'. After midnight, searching for me, play your.
0: Thanks for listening to Crash Radio on WKXR 94.9 FM, produced by Rhino Leap Productions.